Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. It's just like, it makes me so emotional. And like, every time I think I've moved on from that movie, Revel puts that one scene back on the timeline of them over the phone playing the song. And I'm just like, in my feelings all over again. Thank you for the reminder. Hi guys, welcome to Lovecast, the Boys Love Podcast. I'm your host Pixie, and with me are my co-hosts Alexa and Kayla. Hello. Joining us today is fellow YouTuber and content creator Javi, who is known for his BL reaction videos. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Yay, welcome. Thank you for joining. Yay. So most people who are watching this are probably familiar with your channel, but for those who aren't, can you tell us a little bit of, about who you are and the type of content you create? Yeah, well, my name is Javi and I have a channel called Reactions by Javi, where I react to a bunch of BLs, some music, some variety show stuff. But mainly BL, it's kind of consuming my channel at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> There's the so much stuff coming that. out. Yes. Mm-hmm. Especially now, June. June just started, but it's just packed Every with stuff that's going to yeah, come out. Like, oh, so yeah. a little bit stressed. But yes, I yes. react to BL and all that stuff over on my channel. So it's really fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, yeah so I can imagine. For for... <laughs> yeah, I can imagine for BL reactors right now, like with all the BLs coming out, like I can barely keep up with just watching them by myself. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. <laughs> yeah, especially having to edit. Actually, at yeah. one point, mm. at one point a few weeks ago, I was doing mm. F4, Cutie Pie, and Kin Porsche, all three on Saturdays. <laughs> oh so, yeah, just Saturdays <sighs> alone is like chaos. <laughs> it was a lot. So I'm really happy that now I just have Kin Porsche on Saturdays. <laughs> at least. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. 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 <laughs> can I ask how you got started in like the reaction sphere and like reacting to BL content and stuff like that? Yeah. Well, I I had a channel previous to this one back in 2014, 2015, where I did, it was completely in Spanish and I did Spanish music reactions. So I've kind of been in the reaction world for a while. I discovered BL in 2020 during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, this is so interesting. I binge watched so many of them that have been like, <laughs> you know, previously out. And I started watching them with my mom. And I was like, this is interesting. I kind of want to be part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. And that's when, I think it was summer 2020, I started my channel and it started from there. So, yes. Nice. Oh, I wish I could get my mom to watch with me. (laughs) No one wants to watch with me. (laughs) It's interesting watching BL with my mom. We we have a lot of arguments and conversations. (laughs) I think my mom wouldn't mind the fact that it's like BL or gay, Mm -hmm. but she is so picky about watching things that aren't in English. Like I've been trying to get her to watch K-dramas for years since I've been into them. And she just like... Mm -hmm 
will not do it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. one of these days I'm going to get her. I'll find the perfect show that'll get her hooked. Yeah, especially because be... K-dramas are so long, though. Even yeah, with my mom, episodes. I have a hard time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's like, they're too long. She starts drifting off like halfway yeah. through. And I'm like, you're falling asleep. <laughs> really? <laughs> that would definitely be my mom. Yeah, it's, it's hard. Yeah. I got my boyfriend to watch the first episode of Heartstopper. But like, he didn't have a problem with it being gay. He had a problem with it being boring <laughs> to him. Like, I was super excited. The like, audacity. <laughs> the audacity yeah. of that man. I'm just like, he, he asked me after the first episode, can I go in the other room? Oh, no. <laughs> I just like, go, go. <laughs> Listen, that's the worst thing you can tell someone when they're trying to introduce you to something. Yeah. Oh, it's like a stab in the heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, well, I give him credit for at least watching the whole episode, One. So One whole episode. without <laughs> complaining. <laughs> that's so funny. I can't. So we are talking about BL shows to watch during Pride. And we will start, we'll do like a round robin thing and each talk about one that we'd like recommend and what makes it stand out and why. I'll um, just keep going until everyone's lists are, everyone finishes their lists. <laughs> yes. Are we having more than one? Some people do. So I have like a couple in mind. So Okay. Alexa and Kayla are very good at making lists. <laughs> yes. I've actually seen Kayla's videos before. Some of your like essay type videos. Yes. I really enjoyed them. Before even before I started YouTuber. my channel actually. So oh, from years ago. So good. Yes. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> oh, not embarrassing. Don't talk about me. Oh. <laughs> okay, so we're gonna start with Alexa because I know she's always prepared. Okay, okay, <laughs> throw me on the spot here. But mm-hmm. the first show I have on my list, which is probably not surprising to people, is Guy Saw Pelicula or like in the movies. Ooh. So obviously, the show has found itself in controversy, and I know for a lot mm-hmm. of people that makes it hard to watch. and. I completely understand that, and I would not hold that against anyone ever. Mm-hmm. But for me, I think the message of the show, and, you know, I think we've kind of talked mm-hmm. about before how it's a really good example of a show that walks that line of, like, what people might consider queer media and what people would mm-hmm. consider BL very, very yeah. well. So it still has a lot of those, like, cheesy, romantic kind of get you in your feels moments like what do they say in the philippines keelig moments that kind of make you yeah Yeah. (laughs) like give you the bl feels but it also Mm -hmm. tackles a lot of really real issues with Mm -hmm. the queer community and Mm -hmm. coming to terms with your sexuality in different ways with both carl and vlad so that's always like when we think about shows that are kind of perfect examples of stuff I would recommend Mm -hmm. for an episode like this. This is one, that's always one of the ones that always comes up first in my brain. So yeah, that was my number one. Yeah, that one I also would like recommend to anyone that like is watching BL and is straight and Mm -hmm. don't really know how to act in the queer world (laughs) towards queer people (laughs) i would recommend them watching it because it does give you like a insight that you like don't necessarily get elsewhere so i know i had a lot of like oh shit moments watching it Mm -hmm. i think especially with carl's coming out and his you know his perception of him as a man and his you know just the way he viewed the world, even having an uncle who was gay, you know, he Mm -hmm. kind of never perceived that aspect of himself in the same manner that he perceived his uncle. And I thought that that was such an interesting topic to kind of, you know, dive into in the series. And I think they tackled it really well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They kind of had this like ongoing, like, I don't think meta, maybe metaphor is the right word, but of like mm-hmm. Carl's life existing wholly inside that apartment in the show. Yeah. And I think that can also apply to like how he was approaching or existing within his own like self, if that makes sense. Like yeah. mm-hmm. existing yeah. within one 
portion of himself and not wanting to branch out and explore those others, which may have included his sexuality, which is why it probably was so hard for him to understand and reconcile when he met someone who pushed him to go out of that room within himself and like mm-hmm. start exploring other aspects. Like that was yeah. really a metaphorical way of saying that, but like you guys, you guys get me. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, oh, I haven't thought about that, how like they're in the, this apartment all the time and it's not before like the end, they start moving out mm-hmm. and like the last scene, they're mm-hmm. actually outside. And they meet out somewhere yeah. in the real world and it was all very like. I did not connect mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's such a pivotal moment because you can yeah. just feel, yeah. you can feel the kind of like the tension of him seeing Vlad and I'm assuming it's school. They're like a mm-hmm. at a like a, like a movie uh, night at movie school night, or yeah, or something yeah. like that. And you can just feel like how much they want to be with each other, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how different it feels to be outside the of the apartment. Switched. Yeah, Ugh, mm-hmm. it's so mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's sad that we're not gonna see it see continue. More. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. True. But I do understand why they wouldn't want to. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's going to go down in history. Yeah. The one and only season. I feel like it has. In it has, yeah. yeah. It's so impactful, yeah. Yeah, it is. And it's gone far beyond, like, the script writer. Mm. So, like, yeah. we've just taken it for ourselves. <laughs> just like Harry That's Potter. Actually, have to do. It's ours yeah. now. Just like Harry Potter, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Javi, do you have one? Okay. So I was thinking about this one because it came to mind just because of, I feel like it was, there's a scene specific in the series that happened mm-hmm. that made me think that it was kind of out of the norm for what it was. And it was A Thousand Stars mm-hmm. because I feel like it was one of the first GMM TV shows to openly acknowledge that Tien was thinking that he was gay, mm-hmm. but he was confused yeah. about it and they talked about it. And, you know, his friend was kind of encouraging him. And I think it's also due to, you know, Piaf being the director and being gay himself and kind Mm -hmm. of pushing that. Because I feel like, I mean, I'm sure somebody can correct me, but I feel like before that, GMMTV has always been very afraid or scared to just talk about, you know, a character being gay. or Have those candid conversations. Exactly. Actually show the representation. So I really love that one. And I just love the cute romantic moments the Mm -hmm. you know the longing type of stuff the slow burn i know some people find it boring but i just find it so freaking cute i love the build up yes that one scene of them staring at each other you know like those stares could say so many words i feel like that in of itself like longing looks and stuff is so queer like that's just like inherently gay (laughs) we can relate yearning (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's so i think that that's just i don't know it just stood out to me when it happened i mean i reacted to it so there's literally my reaction to it being like oh my gosh, like, they're actually talking about it. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I think that that one's one of those that I would recommend. Yeah. Absolutely agree. I agree. Yeah, I love it. Kayla. Okay. Sorry if this turns into, like, a mini rant. <laughs> because <laughs> oh, I have a lot to say about it. But <laughs> the first series I thought of when we were talking about doing recommendations for Pride is Secret Crush on You. I thought about that one too. (laughs) I feel like not only is it one of like the cutest shows that I've seen this year, but the representation in it goes so above and beyond because you have like femme, gay, and trans characters as Mm. the lead characters Mm. and they're fully developed in terms of their personality and their individual stories, which is something that we really have not seen in DL. But yeah, I love that it's basically a modern take on that classic trope of the popular boy getting with the nerdy boy. (laughs) And I have to say, just like offhandedly, I was very surprised by how, I don't know the word, detailed the bed scenes were. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Like, imagine, if you haven't seen it, imagine the last few episodes of Why Are You, but like amplified. 
Oh God! Oh, oh God! <laughs> Listen, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, and it's, it's sounding very appealing. I... <laughs> no, listen. I keep getting so many recommendations. Actually, I just finished reacting to Cherry Blossoms After Winter on Patreon, and yeah. Secret Crush on You is like people just keep recommending that to me. Yeah. So it's on my mm-hmm. next poll. So hopefully, maybe it wins, and I'll be able to watch it. And it's. It sounds really interesting. <laughs> yeah, I haven't watched yeah. it either. I was really afraid at the beginning because, like, the reviews of the first episodes were bad. Like, yeah. people were saying yeah. it was really mm-hmm. bad. But then suddenly, like, halfway up. through it, just, like, changed. And everyone's just like, this is great representation. This is amazing storytelling. So yeah. I think, you know, a lot of people, and, like, I have been screaming about this for as long as we've been doing this podcast and before it like having femme gay characters and like lead roles and and mm-hmm. not like the stereotypical like they always are in like the sissy gang type thing is usually where we are seeing femme gay characters so yeah. seeing those femme characters in lead roles is like so mm-hmm. so important and i think a lot of people like and i i definitely also had these feelings when i first saw like the stuff coming out of the first episodes with the mm-hmm. like main lead being like you know yeah that was a lot of the stuff that people were saying about the first episodes and i i was kind of like oh we're finally getting like this femme gay character but he's like a total creeper and that kind of put me off from it at first and so i was like oh that's so frustrating that that's the first like femme or some of the first like femme queer representation from for gay men that we're seeing Mm -hmm. and then like the narrative slowly started to turn i guess as like Mm -hmm. they explored his character more and gave him more depth so i think it was one of those things where myself included people kind of wrote it off after maybe a shaky first episode or two but Mm -hmm. it's nice to see that like in the end, it came back around and people have been getting a lot of good representation and a lot of good mm-hmm. characterization coming out of it. So, yeah. I mean, See, for the longest I, time, yeah. I put it off from putting on polls mm-hmm. because yeah. I was like, yeah. I've heard, I haven't heard great things, but then everybody yeah. just kept talking about it. So I was like, now I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I was going to say, I liked it like from the jump, the first yeah. episode. <laughs> i don't know there's just like something about it like i guess the story isn't like all that unique but i think Mm -hmm. it's the way that it's presented that is Mm -hmm. very interesting like we see the trans character has a love interest which is so rare in any series and then you have another one of the femme leads struggles with like body image and body dysmorphia Mm -hmm. so they tackle that as well and there's just there's just so many good things in the series that i think makes it worth watching and then there's just Mm -hmm. the ongoing theme of accepting people for who they are and not changing yourself for another person and i feel like just that message would resonate with you whether you're part of the Mm -hmm. lgbtq plus Mm -hmm. community or you're an ally yeah yeah Yeah. Mm mm-hmm yeah. yeah it's yeah. definitely on my list to watch it. now but it's yeah. just like yeah. at this point like we were saying before there's so much going on i'm just like when do i have time to binge <laughs> things like i can barely keep up with watching things week to week yeah, yeah. oh heather's in the in our chat she said they're all horny and unhinged for each other <laughs> <laughs> and then that she is, said you know <laughs> um there was a good emphasis on queer friendship and like platonic yes. queer like love mm-hmm. and stuff like that which i think is also mm-hmm. super important to see so. my favorite i rarely see it yes mm-hmm. like, give us some good queer friend, friend group. groups we yes. need them uh. <laughs> yep agreed so for my first like thought when we got this like we were doing this what popped into my head was not me mm-hmm like mm-hmm. yeah. because of the <laughs> political stance they take on the topic and like you said about GMMTV they like they never really talked properly around yeah. the subject they kind of just yeah tiptoe around it and, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah but this was like they came hard for this yeah. one <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it became a pivotal queer BL moment yeah. that we rarely get. Everybody was yeah. talking about it. Yeah, and it's just so iconic that they got 
off and gun to do it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there was a lot of scenes that sort of like just jumps out and you just remember a lot about it and it makes an impact and I hope it made an impact in mm. Thailand as well for those watching it yeah yeah I think it really comes back to like we were saying the directors if there's one thing yeah. GMMTV does I think they have a great powerhouse of LGBTQ directors in their mm-hmm. Reservoirs like they have P. Oaf, you have P. Jojo, P. Nucci, and P. Nucci did not mm-hmm. me. And I think you know that really shows how much impact like the director has on the show. And I don't think it's any surprise that you know people often say those are some of the best BLs and some of the best shows. Period to come out of GMMTV or by like that trio of directors specifically. Yeah. So I think it really speaks to you know the impact that can be had from having you know, queer people involved behind the scenes as well as, like, on the screen. So, yeah, I think it definitely speaks to their their impact and the work that they put into making these shows, like, have a message and be as impactful as they were. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That flag moment is still so oh, iconic. Yes. Whenever it pops up on the TL, it's like... Oh, always a, on my brain. So <laughs> a moment. Such a moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So another one I thought of maybe like pretty like straight on as soon as we discuss on this topic and maybe because we just finished watching it surprisingly cutie pie and you know i think we talked about this a lot with the writers when we had them on but just the overarching message that was laced throughout the show at all points and not just you know one one one-off comment or Mm -hmm. something but they made a point to continually make statements about equality and marriage equality mm-hmm. and the way society views LGBTQ relationships and, you know, making sure to put explicit moments in their show where they were addressing the way Thai society views marriage and LGBTQ love and marriage equality now and how they want to see that change. So I think that was something very important. And you know, we often do want to get like those one-off lines or one-off comments, but I think they worked it really well into not only the characters of Leanne and Kua and their story, but also like his grandfather and, you know, Mm -hmm. his partner that Mm -hmm. he grew up with and how that had influenced Leanne and Kua's relationship and their love for each other. So just this idea of like different levels of partnership and defining partnership in different ways, how, I think it was Maya when we were talking to her, like they didn't feel like they explicitly needed to say that the grandfather and his partner were together in the show, but there were, Mm -hmm. there was those implications. And then towards the end of the show, we saw having that moment where he realized like what their relationship actually was. Mm -hmm. So I think they had like a lot of good messages worked into that in the way that like queer relationships function in Thai society and, how they'd like to see that change. So for that reason, I thought it was really good addition to the list. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really love that it's a show centered around marriage because you never see that in BLs at all because, you know, like they don't have that right in many mm-hmm. of the countries that make are making these BLs. Mm-hmm. So they just like avoid the topic altogether. But here you have like a whole show like dedicated to showing you how normal it can be yeah 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 it kind of shows also the generational aspect of it because you know obviously the grandfather having Mm -hmm. his partner but i'm assuming not being able to marry Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. having leon and kua kind of pushing for that and wanting that to be you know the law kind of showcases the maybe like the yearning from the grandfather's side to have that be mm-hmm. something that could mm-hmm. be possible in the future yeah so absolutely. Yeah. yeah and it's good to see like the uh, parent or grandparent that are just not warning their children grandchildren from having a relationship that mm-hmm. they are not just talking oh life is going to be so hard for yeah. you like right. having someone that doesn't just focus on that because that's been like that happens a lot in the yeah yeah (laughs) yeah 
Actually, it's interesting that you mentioned that because I just finished, like I said, Cherry Blossoms After Winter and the mother mm, in that, the mom. Yeah, is that very, yeah, her thing is that she's worried. But at the mm. same time, in my reactions, I was like, she's saying that she's worried, but like, she's the one that's kind of like preventing them from being together right exactly, at this moment yeah. when everybody yeah. else has been supportive. And yeah. she's the one that's pushing this idea of like, no, nobody's going to accept you. You have to be careful. I'm mm-hmm. scared. But mm-hmm. at the same time, mm-hmm. she's the one that's like pushing yeah. that so i thought that was very yeah. interesting it's like you know i get to an extent having that fear for your child or whoever that may be but at the same time like you are causing the yeah pain exactly in their lives. Like, you're exacerbating yeah. the fear yeah. more than anyone else that they've interacted with up until that point and like yeah mm-hmm. you know it's true that those things might happen but having a parent or someone in their life who supports them unconditionally through that would do a lot more than, help. you know, having a parent yeah. who down the line is like, I told you this would happen type thing. So. Right. I was having yeah. this conversation with my mom because after I react to those shows, I watch it with my mom just to see mm-hmm. what she thinks. Mm-hmm. And she could relate with the mom. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I was telling her, okay, but you have to see it from the point of view of being in the LGBT community because yeah. she was like, okay, but we are worried. And I'm like, Yes, but we live that and we understand yeah. that. We are the ones that have to be careful. You know what yeah. I mean? Like if we have a partner, we have to be out in the world mm-hmm. being careful of if we hold hands with them, if mm-hmm. we can be affectionate with them. We're mm-hmm. the ones that have that mentality. So right. to have a parent be against something because they're scared, mm-hmm. I'd rather you be supportive and just know that you care about me and yeah. still have those fears, but be supportive instead of being mm-hmm. against it, you know? Right. Yeah. yeah. So it's, I mean, yeah. it's not like something you can just turn off. Exactly. Like, even if they're afraid of you or don't want you to, like, be open and whatever, you can't just turn it off and just suppressing it isn't a good, like, feeling either. Like, it's, exactly. it's gonna be there. <laughs> yeah. No matter what. So, yeah. Next one, Javi. Oh, okay. So I actually just talking, I remember this one because I feel like it was, I just reacted to the one episode. I'm watching You're My Sky and I reacted to the most recent, episode nine was the most recent that I reacted to. And they made a point in highlighting Fluke, who's transgender, talking about how she felt like she could be in the team because there were no gender boundaries that Mm -hmm. the coach put forward in you know the university they're at and that's such a point of contention and a thing that's happening here in the u.s specifically with a bunch of states yeah Yeah. a bunch of states even recently i think i read yesterday a headline some state just completely banned it and if and just to make sure they are legally now required to check yeah your medical history yes and it's just so so dehumanizing Exactly. So I thought that that was some good representation to showcase, Mm -hmm. even if it's, you know, it's a Thai show. So Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that a lot of people are watching it. It's surprising, though, to me that I don't know if what you guys feel if you guys have seen it, but Mm. some people have said that they think it's boring or they don't like it and i feel like it's one of my favorite shows this year i <laughs> loved your by sky like i it's so good obsessed mm-hmm. with that show it is i think their fluke especially like she was amazing and i yes. loved that moment that you're talking about why she felt like she was accepted on the team and also like how they made it so casual when she asked if the coach could use you know she her pronouns for her and things like that just those little moments worked in but you know i think with all the characters there was a lot of good different elements worked into them like with sen and i and their relationship and You know, it's not an uncommon thing having the one person who, you know, as soon as they're together is ready to be out and open and the other person who is more hesitant for whatever the reasons may be. And then even with Dome and V, like, obviously their story was, like, very complex and complicated, but I think that is very, like, the queerness of it and, like, this guilt that you feel for... Mm -hmm. Obviously part of it was because Dome was falling for his exes or his girlfriend's brother which is like a big no-no but also i think a lot of the guilt could also be in the queerness of that and following for a man and that man Mm -hmm. happened to be his girlfriend's brother selling a little 
or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. So, yeah. you know, the guilt and all the pain that was, like, wrapped up in that relationship and stuff like that, I think they did a really great job with that entire show, and I mm-hmm. love that show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a point I always yes. try to make in my reactions. I'm like... If you catch feelings for someone, you catch feelings for someone. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing yeah. you can do about feelings. Yeah. Feelings are natural. So, I mean, it's obviously there's the fine line of, like, whether you're going to act on them. The right. Exactly. Right, right, because right. You, you're dating someone. So, yeah. you know, the smart thing to do is, you know, you know, break up with the person that you're with if you have feelings for someone else. And, like, mm-hmm. but there's the messiness of it all of hurting someone Mm -hmm. and the fear so it's just very complicated but i i love it yeah yeah i saw a psychiatrist on youtube talking about this whole phenomenon of like having crushes and she's Mm. like just even if you're in a relationship there's nothing wrong with having crushes like everyone do that and like embrace it because it gives you a good feeling but that doesn't mean like you're acting on like you're not cheating by just having thoughts right so as long as you're not acting on it it's a good thing and a healthy thing yeah yeah Yeah. i mean that just unless you're into being with more than one people then you know true yeah i did say that we should get a poly with the um nanon and chimon oh yes That, that needs to happen. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Three will be free season two. Yeah, exactly. Three will be free. BL edition. Full yes. BL edition. Yeah. Go I ahead, Kayla. Oh, I don't remember what I was going to say. But, um, <laughs> sorry. I already, for- no. I already forgot. But yeah, this next recommendation is specifically for my fellow lesbians. I recommend My Engineer. One thing about us is that we're going to love that show, <laughs> especially Ram King. <laughs> oh, Ram King. <laughs> Ram King. Iconic. Like, I, yeah, I don't quite know how to explain it, but Ram King just gives off strong lesbian energy. <laughs> and, <laughs> 
And I think it might have something to do with the fact that they're male characters written by a woman. And Mm. so they don't have to feed into the male gaze or any of the misogyny Mm. that comes with it. But yeah, other than Ramp King, I just think My Engineer is a cute series. And it's one that will make you nostalgic for like the early days of BL. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I will say, I think the main couple are a little much. Like, I'm not crazy about them. (laughs) Yeah, they're probably my least favorite couple on the show, but that's fine. Yeah, I mean, the actors are cute, but oh my god, they were annoying. The characters. (laughs) Just like always fighting back and forth. Uh, talk to each other what is going on listen i was waiting for i was waiting for the storyline with the doctor and the other the one guy and now we don't know if we'll ever get season two like Uh, there was so much left unsaid with that and then we obviously need the resolution to ram king's story because like that kiss in the tent and then my homeboy playing like he forgot the whole night like oh my god (laughs) But so yeah, funny. I will say the I lesbians the novel, love I know what Perth. Happens, but yeah, Perth has so many lesbian fans that were like hang out in his streams <laughs> and like in his server and stuff. So I think that speaks to your point, Kayla. Yeah, like I just I don't know how else to explain it. It just <laughs> like Ram King are a lesbian couple. Like I don't care. That's just how, that's just how it is. <laughs> I'll stand by that. But yeah, other than Ram King, (laughs) I think the other characters and pairings in the show make watching it like well worth it. And I love that there's the theme of found family throughout it because I feel like that's always relevant when you're part of the LGBTQ plus community. Yeah, plant lesbian <laughs> plus right. dog lover lesbian equals exactly, exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh my it god, makes sense. yeah. <laughs> but I, I agree. Like Ram King just has another. Like it's just a different feeling from mm-hmm. other BLs and other ships and couples. It's just feels different. I just love the whole quiet boy and like mm-hmm. the outgoing one kind of like mm-hmm. seeking the other one out uh, the trope oh, that i love oh uh, i love it it's the good <laughs> stuff me too me too yes <laughs> so next for me like for anyone who knows me i'm not gonna do like a re- recommendation episodes without bringing this up <laughs> so <laughs> i think like everyone should watch to my star <laughs> Oh, of course. I don't know why I was like not sure what you were gonna say. Of course, that's what you were gonna say. (laughs) I was like, hmm. I thought you were gonna bring up Jeff in some way, but I was like, hmm. What kind of Jeff? Like, what show is Jeff been in? But yeah, yeah. Jeff is great too. But to my star, just I think the balance of the show. I like that it's a show with a lot of tension in Mm -hmm. it and a lot of storytelling, and I think how the director her shows it's very subtle in the way that she manages to create sexual tension without sex mm. if you know what i mean mm. yeah and i know she's gone out and had some words about how she doesn't believe in or she thinks bl is over sexualized and all that stuff but i do think like she has a really fantastic way of creating tension in all her stories and making that it proves that it doesn't need to be over sexualized to be good Mm. people aren't just watching bl for the sex right Right. it's about more than that so that's why i i really like that show (laughs) we know (laughs) well by the time this this episode drops on tuesday the second season will have started. It starts tomorrow, the fifth. So I'm excited. I'm like excited, but I'm also scared die. because it looks angsty. They are like, gonna. Bro- they'll be broken up. I'm like, <laughs> give me the angst. I trust. See, this is what I'm saying. Like, people are scared, but Huang Da Su shows so far that we've gotten have been. I so do great, trust her. So I'm like, I do trust I'm her. trusting that it'll be angst well done and not yes. like some second seasons are. Rough, rough not to it. say the least. So <laughs> I have my I have expectations or not high expectations, but I have trust that they will do 
I trust her. At the same justice. time, my expectations are sky high. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I am falling off a cliff if this You're is prepared going, to get disappointed. Well. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. I also love that they're they're mature. They're adults at yes, the same time. So exactly. It's you know a yeah. departure from the university type high school mm-hmm. type yeah. BLs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I love about the Korean BLs. All of them are different and and has a different like story background backdrop. Mm-hmm. And yeah. even in where your eyes linger, which is a story that happens in school, it you don't. It's not like it's it's a not at big school. part of the story. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it, yeah, when you think it's about like where a, your eyes linger, you don't character. think about school yeah. right yeah. away, right? <laughs> But if you think about like sodas, like that's a school. So I really like how they do like BLs that way. Yeah. I have one and taking it really in the angst direction for this one. So I do recommend it for Pride Month, but I recommend it when you're in a good headspace and with a lot of tissues, your name engraved herein. That movie (laughs) ruined my life, but like such an incredible film. Just, you know, very much a quintessential queer story, I think, in that it Mm. is very, very heartbreaking at times. And, you know, I had to pause like the movie halfway through because I was just like getting so caught up in the emotions, the emotions of the characters and the way their story was developing and, and all of the tension there. But I just like, I will recommend that movie till the end of the earth. And, you know, I've kind of said before, we like BL because it's a fantasy and escape. And a lot of the times Mm -hmm. it's very happy. But I think the sad side of things is also a big part of the reality of being in the queer community, especially looking at the history of Taiwan and when the movie took place. So, so, you know, I think it has a lot of merit for that. And, you know, looking back on the lives of these characters when they're adults and them kind of reflecting on what that relationship was and how they both came out of it differently. I just think oh, it a... just breaks my heart just listening to it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I just think about the characters and like, oh. it's just like, it makes me so emotional. And like, every time I think I've moved on from that movie, Revel puts that one yes. scene <laughs> back on the timeline of them over the phone playing oh. the song and I'm just like in my feelings all over again. Thank you so for the reminder. Like... <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that long ago that I saw it on the Twitter timeline. <laughs> so I'm just like it's a beautiful beautiful movie but I definitely like don't go into it like expecting happy go lucky like prepare yourself for the feels but like beautifully done feels feelings yes. sadness yeah. tears all of that Javi <sighs> let me think <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to have one lined up <laughs> I know it's hard <laughs> yeah um, you know what I'm gonna be very generic because I I love it so much and I know it's become such it's become so big and some people kind of you know I guess don't like it anymore or I don't know. You know, fan culture is really weird Mm. online. But I'm going to say Bad Buddy because Mm -hmm. uh, it just makes me feel things, okay? It makes me feel things as a gay boy who, you know, pines and (laughs) it's just, I don't know. The story is just so cute and it's kind of heartbreaking at times. Mm -hmm. But you kind of see the realities of coming to terms with who you are. And on the other side, you see another character who's so sure of himself like pat mm-hmm. and he's willing to go for things whereas pran you know he's more in his head and i feel like i relate so much to pran <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because i'm i feel like i'm like that and i don't know i just love the story and mm-hmm. another p off show you know mm-hmm. another one who knows what he's doing over at gmn tv and we also have you know the family aspect of it and even though it's not necessarily to do with the sexuality of the characters, there's that kind of expectation of, you know, making your parents proud and mm-hmm. wanting them to be okay with, you know, certain things. Yeah. And I don't know, I think it was just really well done and I love it so much. I'm always rewatching it and mm-hmm. yeah, it's so good. Yeah. I think like I still, the episode five kiss and just the, not even the kiss itself, but 
you were talking about like the difference between Pat and Pran and how like afterwards Pat was so happy because he finally done this thing that like he didn't realize he'd wanted for so long. And then like Pran was so upset because like Ugh. this was the thing he had been hold trying to hold him back himself back from for so yes. long because he thought about all the consequences of it and the reality of what that meant for his family and everything like that. So I mean, just that that scene alone is like yeah. It's like right after the kiss, Pat has this like huge smile, like this hopefulness, and then Pratt has this like devastating yeah. look. It's too much. And then of course, like they gave us the lesbians so or well right pa i always kind of read her as bi but they give us a women loving women couple which is like also something we very very rarely see so definitely worthwhile for them as well my yes my girls so cute i was like are they gonna make it happen is it gonna happen throughout the whole time i was like is this gonna be a thing please don't do this to us (laughs) yeah i was surprised Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) so pixie already talked about not me but Mm -hmm. because i love that series i'll never stop talking about it (laughs) not me me is on the list twice yeah i feel like being queer and anti-establishment go hand in hand (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because many of us are radicalized and so i feel like not me is just always extremely relevant and i think there's also like this fighting spirit of justice when it comes Mm. to telling stories about openly queer characters that are being disenfranchised by the government or the society that they live in Mm -hmm. because sadly (laughs) those problems they face are a reflection of reality whether it's like marriage equality in thailand or something like the don't say gay bill here in florida and so i think that as fun and carefree as bl can be we also need shows like this to represent us as like real live people who are facing these same inequalities yeah so yeah i agree I, that I was one of the add. things that was <laughs> one of the things that that we i feel like my mom and i were always kind of discussing in the reactions because the whole political aspect of it is just so ingrained and kind of goes hand in hand like you said with the experiences of the community like I don't know I just love that stuff and I always love the whole concept of like pride and fighting for what you believe in in stories and I feel like we don't get that in BL that much it's kind of you know romance and finding who you are but like I love that aspect of like fighting for something you believe in. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's so integral to the queer experience. I mean, not to be like the the cliche quote, but like pride, the first pride was a riot. I mean, that is exactly. like the quote. So yeah. to kind of have that, that sense of justice and fighting and protesting like tied, is like tied into the identity. So it's really cool to have a show that also centers that as part of the characters identities and their like what drives them and stuff like that Mm, yeah it's also just really cool that there were actual protesters in the series and Mm -hmm. i know that the actual rainbow flag that they use in that scene has some like history behind it like they it is used as i guess it's been used in a lot of protests before for marriage equality So it just like, mm-hmm. like makes it feel even more authentic when you think just, about all that behind exactly. the scenes stuff. It just like gives mm-hmm. me like chills thinking about it. I'm like, oh yeah, it's so good. <laughs> like you want to be there. You want to be yeah. a part of it. Go. Yeah. Let me in next time, guys. <laughs> I'm gonna go watch that scene now. <laughs> yeah, after we wrap up. <laughs> yeah. So my next one is like I wasn't really sure if. I wanted to put it in there, but I've convinced myself. So the show was My Beautiful Man. Yeah. And the reason yeah. is not often do we see like a show that is that heavy on the psychological aspects of the relationships. Yeah. And it also yeah. gives you a view into the cultural society of Japan and how the gay experience is for them. Mm-hmm. And I think also the show is really good because it doesn't spoon feed you 
what you're supposed to be thinking and what you're mm. supposed to be getting out of the show. You have to kind of analyze their feelings. You have to like go a little deep. So I think a lot of people get like different views on what is happening and what they think the characters are feeling and why they're doing what they're doing. And I think that's really interesting for, because it creates conversation about it. Yeah. So. yeah. I think thinking about Hira and how he had this obviously very fantastical crush on Kiyoi, but also like this feeling of, I will never have a chance with him. I'm nothing mm-hmm. in his eyes. This is not even something I could ever think about happening. It's probably very relatable for a lot of LGBTQ plus people who have, you know, we've all had crushes on straight people, straight our people. best friends, yeah. people who we view as unattainable because these are feelings, the type of feelings that they would never return. So like, even though his his crush was a little bit more obsessive and like self-deprecating, his reasoning for why he felt that way, I do think like that general feeling of this person is so far out of my reach and so I'll Mm -hmm. only ever, like I wouldn't even approach the idea of them liking me back is very, very relatable. And to a lot of queer people, it's, it's an experience that happens more often than not, I think. Yeah, I find his step on me energy very interesting. Listen, Literally. it's bordering. It's bordering on just kinks. You know, we're talking about kinks. <laughs> <laughs> the I thought it was hilarious when I was watching that. I was like, yeah, yeah. these he definitely has a kink. Yeah, definitely does. Yeah. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Alexa, so I didn't really have anything else official on my list, but. I feel like I want to mention this one and I didn't put it on my list officially because like I don't know not a lot of people consider might not consider it BL but I feel like we have to talk about Heartstopper because it's just been yeah. such a phenomenon I mean we talked about it before we even started or were we recording at that point I don't know we talked about Heartstopper at the beginning of the show so like yeah we have to talk about it I mean there is a reason why the show has like taken over the lives of so mm-hmm. many LGBTQ plus not only teenagers but like adults as well like I am 27 Mm. and this show has like taken over my brain space for over a month now Mm. and something about just I mean we talked about you know needing more queer friend groups I mean the entire friend group is queer except for Tao and we talked about you know seeing trans representation and seeing the trans people get to be involved in romantic relationships and and getting to see, you know, be viewed as conventionally attractive. And mm-hmm. I mean, Nick's bisexual journey is like, so for me personally, as a bisexual person, really like, obviously relatable. I talked about this when we did our Heartstopper deep dive, but Nick having his bisexual awakening, watching Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> and watching Kara Knightley and Orlando Bloom, that is the bisexual experience right there. So like, <laughs> I mean, it's just you know, you see so much of yourself in it, but you also see a lot of the stuff that you missed out on if, you know, you didn't realize you were queer in your youth or your queer experience as a teenager was not as bright and happy as theirs was, which is the reality for a lot of adult queer people who didn't feel safe being out in high school or didn't Mm -hmm. have queer friends in high school and things like that. So, I mean, I think it's just really glued itself to people's hearts for that reason. And I I didn't want to like have this episode without talking about it even though mm-hmm. technically i don't know if people would consider it bl or not but i feel like it's important to mention it still mm-hmm. yeah one thing that i really really like about the show is like often people or a lot of people who are straight who aren't part of the queer community um they equate sexuality to sex mm-hmm. and in Heartstopper, you get like a very obvious thing like this isn't just like this isn't about sex you're not supposed to be sexualizing everything like being gay is not about who they're having sex with yeah so i think that's important for normalizing everything and making people understand that it's not inappropriate it's not about kids having sex it's just it's about feelings love it's feelings yeah literally yeah (laughs) Mm-hmm. One of the things that I really enjoyed, I think I talked about this before somewhere, but it was the fact that it also highlights the younger generation's 
openness and mm-hmm. ability to be themselves yeah. publicly yeah. and be knowledgeable and be supportive of others who are on their journey. Yeah. Just like, mm-hmm. you know, Tara. Tara has Darcy because she's going through her own things. But mm-hmm. then Nick has Tara yeah. who yeah. gives him advice, even though she's yeah. going mm-hmm. through her own things. And I just, yeah. oh, I, I love that. It's just so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We should do the wrap up. Why it's important to support LGBTQ plus content creators this month, but also every month. Every month. (laughs) (laughs) And queer creator shout outs. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just like a lot of the times, even when you're talking about queer content or diving into other like identity factors if you're talking about like racial aspects or things like that a lot of the times people find it more palatable to come from the mouth of a straight white person so you know a lot of the times those are the people that get the most views that get the most subscribers even if they're telling or talking about or discussing stories and experiences that are not their own so I think it's very important to kind of intentionally seek out voices that are speaking for the community, the Mm -hmm. media you're consuming, the discussions that are being had, because even though their version of the story might not always be the most palatable, it's the reality of what happens. And so obviously anyone is able to discuss BL and enjoy BL and have these conversations, these candid back and forths. But I do think it is important to highlight the queer people who are creating this content and discussing BL and discussing LGBTQ content Mm -hmm. because it's telling our stories. So, you know, when you're, especially during Pride Month, because it is a month to celebrate and honor the experiences and everything that queer people have gone through and are still fighting for, you know, now more than ever, even in 2022, you know, we're still having these fights and sometimes it feels like we're going backwards. So, you know, giving people the support and the space, a lot of content creators, this is their livelihood. So supporting Mm -hmm. queer content creators and supporting their livelihood is super important as well. So I just think it's, it's really important to lift up those voices in the community all the Mm -hmm. time, but especially now. Mm hmm. Yeah, especially when, like, uh, platforms like YouTube, TikTok, and everyone suppress Suppress. queer content. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the LGBTQ plus community has been disadvantaged for so long. Mm -hmm. In any industry, any walk of life or profession you can think of. So the fact that so many more people are able to be visibly themselves and creating content that relates to their own experiences mm-hmm. is really mm-hmm. important and that yeah. should be supported. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say it happens like also with like educational content mm-hmm. on YouTube a lot for some reason yeah, where it does. YouTube censors creators who are just trying to educate Mm -hmm. and because they might have like a certain word that triggers the algorithm or you know I feel like it's also one of those things where YouTube as a company has to really step up and help those creators definitely you know either with bringing some in to kind of help them understand what's hurting creators that are in the community because then the content doesn't reach the audience and then Mm -hmm. You know, we're always talking about educating people and having people be understanding and having people understand the community. But if those if that content isn't reaching the community because of the gatekeepers or the algorithm or whatever, mm-hmm. then the job isn't being yeah. done. So exactly. I think that's important that's as well. True. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> we want to know what shows do you think are must watch during pride month leave a comment on youtube or tag us on social media thank you so much javi for sitting down with us it was great to get to know you more and listen to some of your recommendations thank you Um, for having me this was so much fun yeah (laughs) we'll put all of your links in the description so everyone can check your content out 
If you listening enjoyed this episode, please rate, review and follow us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Sharing this episode with your friends really helps us out. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode and see you next week. Can you notice how like my I'm just past <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> twelve? It's like it's like oh, what's the Disney character? Cin- Cinderella. Cinderella. Yeah. 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 Uh, turning back 12. into a pumpkin. It's, I'm turning into a pumpkin. There. <laughs> yeah, it's like ah, oh, powering right. down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>